This is The Space Shot, episode 90 for August 12th, 2017. The Enterprise. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On August 12th, 1977, the Space Shuttle Enterprise took its first free flight with astronauts Fred Hayes and Gordon Fullerton piloting the new vehicle. Prior to these free flight tests, the shuttle was mated to a modified Boeing 747 shuttle carrier aircraft to study the aerodynamics of the orbiter. Unlike the fictional USS Enterprise, the Space Shuttle Enterprise never flew in space. Instead, she was used as a flight and ground test vehicle her entire operational life. Originally, the Enterprise was going to be named Constitution as part of the United States' bicentennial celebrations, but obviously that didn't happen. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. A letter-writing effort by Star Trek fans may have helped NASA rethink the original Constitution name. In the words of this Associated Press article, quote, Star Trek fans have apparently shot a photon torpedo into the government's choice of name for the country's new space shuttle. It wasn't just the letter-writing campaign that caused NASA to rethink the name of the shuttle. President Ford had served in the United States Navy during World War II and was, quote, a little partial to the name Enterprise. The first United States ship to bear the name Enterprise served during the American Revolutionary War. After that, various sailing vessels served over the next hundred years, one of which fought in the First Barbary War. President Ford's service during World War II helps explain his partiality to the name Enterprise. In the Second World War, the aircraft carrier Enterprise participated in numerous campaigns, earning countless commendations and 20 battle stars, which made her the most decorated ship in U.S. naval history. Unceremoniously, the World War II-era Enterprise was sold for scrap and decommissioned in 1947. In 1961, the United States Navy's first nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, the Enterprise, was commissioned. She served for a half-century and was finally decommissioned in February of 2017. The next Enterprise, which will be the newest Ford-class aircraft carrier, is currently scheduled to enter service around 2025. I wanted to give a little bit of the history behind the name Enterprise because there's more to it than the fictional starship that bears the name. Be sure to check out the show notes for articles and some history of some of the ocean-going ships to bear the name Enterprise. Now, back to the space shuttle. The Enterprise made five flights from August 12th to October 26th in 1977, with astronauts Hayes and Fullerton piloting the shuttle after it was released from its carrier aircraft. These free-flight tests were successful, with all five seeing the Enterprise moving safely away from the shuttle carrier aircraft and then performing landings on the dry lake bed at Edwards Air Force Base and finally on the regular concrete runway at Edwards as well. 
The first three tests of the Enterprise all used the distinctive tail cone that covered the mock engines on the shuttle. The final two flights of the Enterprise were conducted without the tail cone to further validate the aerodynamics of the shuttle's design. After these test flights, astronaut Fred Hayes retired from NASA, having only been to space during the Apollo 13 mission. Gordon Fullerton went on to fly in space on two shuttle missions, spending 16 days in space before retiring from NASA. Fullerton passed away in 2013. The Space Shuttle Enterprise has been on display at various museums over the past few decades, and it's now housed at the Intrepid Air and Space Museum in New York City. There are two launches that I want to mention today before I move on to my next topic. In 1960, the Echo-1 passive communication satellite was launched by NASA. Echo-1 reflected radio signals from one part of Earth to another and didn't actively repeat the signal to another ground station. Echo was a precursor to active communication satellites like Telstar that I talked about in episodes 57, 58, and 59. The second launch took place in 2005 when the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter lifted off on a course to, you guessed it, Mars. This spacecraft provides incredible views of the Martian surface, sending back images in unprecedented detail that help scientists expand our knowledge of the Red Planet. Now, let's jump to the 23rd century to talk about the Starship Enterprise. Walter Matt Jeffries was the artist that designed the Constitution-class Enterprise that was seen in the original Star Trek series. He was born on August 12, 1921, and in addition to designing the original Enterprise, he created various illustrations of aircraft and worked on set designs for different TV shows. Jeffries created some of the most iconic images in Star Trek lore, the USS Enterprise, the Klingon battlecruiser from the original series, and various props like hand phasers. Jeffries' legacy lives on in the National Air and Space Museum. The original filming model of the USS Enterprise is on display, along with artifacts from the early years of human spaceflight. The last time I was in D.C., I saw the model of the Enterprise, and it was beautiful, even though it was a little worse for wear at the time. I'm looking forward to seeing the model, especially after it's been restored. Jeffries was also present at the first test flight of the Space Shuttle Enterprise, and he was able to witness Hayes and Fullerton landing the shuttle on the dry lake bed at Edwards Air Force Base. Personally, I couldn't think of a more fitting birthday present. Attention all hands. As you know, we could outrun the Klingon vessels, but we must protect the Enterprise C until she enters the temporal rift. And we must succeed. Let's make sure that history never forgets the name Enterprise. Got out. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'd love to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends, your family, and anyone that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, Echo, the Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter, and Galileo. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.